Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Johannes Steeler, the CEO of AFI Group, an Oslo-based company that provides technology for collecting and processing data from different silos using linguistic technology. Hi, Johannes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm excited to speak with you. So tell us about your background and your role at AFI. My background is actually a little boring because it's always been about the same topic. I started working in search technology in the late 90s and never really moved away from that. That's how I came to be the CTO of AFI in 2016 when it was founded as a merger between an enterprise search company and a linguistics technology company based in Munich. I had that role for four years and I was appointed CEO in March of this year. You've been with the company, you said, for over four years. How has its mission changed in that time? As I mentioned, it has been created through a merger of two technology companies. One was based out of Florida, actually, at the time, and creating enterprise search software. And one was a small university spin-off based in Munich, creating this linguistic extraction and linguistic analysis technology. What happened when we merged these companies, obviously, you have this plethora of possibilities, how to combine the technology, what products to create. So in the beginning, we had a very broad spectrum of things we considered doing. We ran several projects that were in media, in healthcare, in many different segments, really based on bespoke solutions. And over time, the focus shifted away from that and more towards product delivery, product licensing. And while we went there, while we created more and more refined and kind of off the shelf and streamlined products, I would say that happened probably late 2018 to focus much more on the legal market, if you will, the audience of legal service providers, law firms, corporate counsel. So we started enhancing our products to serve these groups' needs specifically. And that way we were able to have a much sharper message, much more focused message on our website, on how we attended conferences and so on. And that helped us make people understand the benefits of our technology much better because it's very hard to explain something that you can apply in many different areas much easier if you say, okay, listen, we have the solution for this particular problem that we know you have in the particular industry that you're in. Why was legal so attractive? The linguistics technology obviously works best if you have large volumes of text. And I think if you hear large volumes of text, you think legal, because both on the side of law and on the side of cases, evidence, case data, litigation, you just always deal with these huge volumes of emails, documents, things that have been written in formal and less formal language. So it's just the perfect playground for a company that focuses on linguistic analysis of natural language. From the client perspective, how has the appeal of linguistic technology at law firms and in corporate legal departments evolved? The volumes of data, they are ever growing. So there's just a pure necessity of dealing with natural language in an automated way. Sometimes that might be very basic, sometimes it's more elaborate, but always you have the need in the litigation setting or in a case matter to understand large volumes of documents quickly. So there is more and more awareness that you need to deal with language in an automated way and not only by reading through stuff or having humans review things. Secondly, also, we ride on the AI wave to a certain degree. Linguistic technology and natural language processing is considered a subfield of artificial intelligence. 
And it is obvious that the artificial intelligence message that really is coming into that market very strongly now. That hasn't been the case in 2016. It wasn't as prominent specifically in the legal sector to talk about AI solutions. And now that's very different. So when we engage with people, they have already a vague understanding of what AI means. They have heard about NLP. They have applied NLP to a certain degree. So it's becoming more and more easy for us to explain what we're actually doing and how that can benefit their workflows and their day-to-day work. Soon after you became CEO, AFI became a publicly listed company on the Mercure market in Oslo in July. Congratulations. Thank you. What is the advantage of obtaining that public status? We did this during the pandemic, so it was kind of hard (laughs) to get all the paperwork and all the processes in place. There are several advantages for us specifically for the situation that we're in. First of all, we have the solution that is kind of an OEM solution, so people integrate their own software with it. That's a very long-term commitment. As a customer, you spend time and resources and also money, obviously, to get our technology installed, get it integrated, make sure everything works. And when you do that, you want to be able to trust that a company is financially viable, that it's structurally sound, and that it doesn't go away tomorrow. And the public listing is first and foremost an easy way to give people that confidence because now all our information is out there. You can look at our financial statements. You can understand what our market capitalization is. You can follow the news flow of where we're going, what we're doing. So it just creates a level of trust that you have to create manually or by conversations and individual proof when you're not listed. The second one is also access to capital to a certain degree, because you will be seeing that we are also looking at M&A possibilities to help us grow in certain markets. We just recently acquired a company in Norway to extend our reach there. And that's just easier and quicker when you're listed and can gain access to capital that way. You mentioned enhanced M&A. How will AFI as a public company shift its objectives? I think our objectives from a product perspective, from a market perspective, will stay pretty much the same. We will be looking more to expand our reach in certain geographies through acquisitions. So up to now, from 2016, we've grown pretty much organically, just acquiring customers the usual way. There's certain markets that we operate in, like more the enterprise search derivative market of knowledge discovery, where in some of the geographies that we target, there's a certain level of saturation that we've seen. So it makes sense to also look at growing in those markets by acquiring compatible companies that are compatible from a customer base and also from a technological perspective. What are most appealing markets today in legal tech? For us, the focus is really different by geography. So in Europe, we focus a lot on the knowledge discovery for law firms. So we are selling knowledge discovery solutions to law firms, to corporate counsel, that enables them to both access their precedents, access their own prior work, but also sift through case data using the same technology as you have everything in one streamlined user interface. In the US and in the UK, it is much more about e-discovery, about our relativity integration, where you can do data subject access requests within relativity using our personally identifiable information extraction technology or doing data breach notifications in a very similar workflow. So that's more on the US side. And those two focus areas will remain the same for us. And that's where we will start to also do these activities. Do you recommend that legal technology companies pursue a similar strategy of going public? I wouldn't generally recommend it. I mean, that would be very bold. So for a company that is in a similar position, looking to both create trust with customers 
on that level and also be able to have some flexible access to capital, it could make sense. Obviously, there are obligations that come with it. A lot of the leak technology companies that we are looking at are a little secretive about their numbers and their structure and strategy. That obviously is no longer possible once you're listed. Where do you see legal tech and e-discovery headed? We are seeing that things are headed towards more automation. Things are headed towards more machine support, definitely towards more cloud-based offering. But as is pretty usual with the legal market, things are also moving quite slowly. So as a company in this space, you have to be careful that you don't rush ahead of where the market is actually at, that you don't get too much in front of where customers' thinking is. Over time, we'll see more cloud-based, more scalable offerings, and we'll see the necessity to automate workflows, to get AI support into the day-to-day routines of lawyers and other legal practitioners. That will definitely gain traction and become a very important piece of the legal technology landscape. What I mean by automation in this sense is intelligent automation, so actually understanding data to a certain degree so that you can offload your legal practitioners from these mundane repetitive tasks and focus their brain power on what is actually relevant to a specific case or to a specific workflow. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Johannes Steeler, the CEO of AFI Group, an Oslo-based company that provides technology for collecting and processing data from different silos using linguistic technology Johannes, thank you so very much and best of luck in your new role as CEO. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.